fortune now is play. You know who wrote those words? He is considered by so many the greatest Lutheran German hymn writer of all time. His friend Johann Kruger put his words to music. And Kruger is one of my favorite composers. But his biography, Paul Gerhardt's, is astounding in light of those words. He lived through the death of four of his five children and his wife, the ravages of the 30 years war, and at the end he was defrocked, removed from his pulpit because he refused to compromise the teachings of the Bible, and yet he could write again his life, Awake my heart with gladness. This tombstone translated from the Latin is a divine sifted in Satan's sieve. So with him today we say hallelujah. Our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. For this entire Easter season, we've been springboarding off, off verses from the almost continuous epistle from 1 John. Indeed, looking at many words that uh, John likes to emphasize, and we've got a couple, three here today. John writes, this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. This life is in his Son. In Christ's name, the sermon series has been titled Easter Means, and we've seen from 1 John and other scriptures that Easter means forgiveness. He spoke some of his words in the opening confession of sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins, and he's risen to show that. Easter means inheritance. We are God's children. Easter means love. We live that way, sharing the love he showed us. Easter means victory. That's one of John's favorite words. Easter means obedience. But today, truly as a climax, Easter means eternity. God gave us eternal life. That's the last of those four things we list from the Catechism. The resurrection of Jesus means that He is the Son of God. His Word is true. His sacrifice for our sins has been accepted by the Father. But finally, we too, you too, shall rise and live with God, soul and body, forever. Easter means eternal and that phrase, eternal life, is one of John's favorites. He heard it first from Jesus earlier in that prayer from John chapter 17. Jesus 
began by saying to his father, this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, eternal life. John was around him that evening and heard those words. John recorded the most famous verse of the Bible, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And more in the Gospel of John and his letters than anywhere else in the New Testament do we see that phrase. Over half the times of the New Testament occurrences are in the writings of John. Eternal life, eternal life, eternal life. And it's important, that whole phrase, is life in this world of death. And it's eternal. So many times we set our sights so much lower. There are all kinds of needs here today. And prayers to God for those needs. And we should raise them to Him. He answers indeed. I'll simply share some of mine, not too personal. I wish my life was a little more ordered <laughs> and less chaotic as a tethered transition pastor. Uh, it is crazy at times with needs of the church and individuals and needs at home two hours away. You have needs. We couldn't begin to list amongst us from physical needs, relationship needs, material needs, and we have church needs, right? But the biggest need is for eternal life we would have otherwise eternal death. But this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And that life is in His Son. That's kind of the theme of this letter amongst so many others. John began this letter by emphasizing, we proclaim to you the eternal life. That was the point of his writing. And here at the end, he says it more than once. Eternal life. Life indeed. It's not only forever, but it is perfect. And that gift of God meets all other needs. I had a new thought this week, driving back and forth from BFW. How was Superman drop? <laughs> yeah, I'll get to that. I think, first of all, he would be calm. Much more calm than Craig Schinner on the road, right? As he's driving stuck in a traffic jam or cut off by another driver, he could always think, you know what, I don't need to drive. I've got another mode of transportation. And indeed, if he got stuck in something that was 
unsolvable on the highway. He'd just leave his car, unfurl his cape, and fly to his destination. You're not Superman or Supergirl. Neither am I, but we have a super savior who gives us the ultimate answer of life forever with him, no matter what we're facing in this world. And no matter what we face at the end of our time in this world, we have the answer. It gives us calm and peace as we journey. It gives us the ability and need to soar over mundane problems. It is eternal life, and it is eternal life. And so many of those verses I just read, even here, the tense is either present or, or past. Later in John chapter 3, after that most familiar verse of the scripture, John 3, 36, Jesus said, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. It's not just something off in the future. Here it's even in the past tense. God gave us eternal life. You have it now. Now, last week, I did emphasize we live in the now, but not yet. There's still more to be seen with our eyes. But all God's gifts are given. In that wonderful Good Shepherd chapter, John chapter 10, Jesus said, I give eternal life. And indeed, it's life few chapters later, John 14, 17, in abundance. Yours now, today. But you may wonder, this sounds so esoteric and ethereal, eternal life, wanting something more concrete and tangible. First of all, John says here, here, this is the testimony. That's another of his favorite words, the witness. It rings in your ears, but not just in your ears. Today with the meal on your lips, when you were baptized on your head, or maybe the whole body. I didn't cover one interesting verse last week. Just before our text began this week, last week's ended, emphasizing testimony indeed. It says, there are three that testify, the spirit and the water and the blood. The spirit, the water, and the blood. There's your tangible witness. To the eternal life, you now have the Spirit came indeed with visible, audible evidence on the first Pentecost and still comes today with his evident fruits. We'll celebrate that next Sunday. And the water and the blood, also important to John, who was at the cross and saw them flow from the Savior's side. Atoning death real, physical, eternal death on the cross. Jesus has suffered. The water is here in our baptism. The blood with the body is here in this meal. 
He is here indeed. Risen from the dead to say, see with your faith. Touch with your faith. Taste with your faith. You have eternal life. Easter 